Rob, thank you very much uh, for joining us. If you perhaps just briefly introduce yourself to uh, uh, our listeners, that'd be really helpful. Yeah, no problem. Um, Rob Newby, I am the CEO and co-founder of Procorda. Um, before I started Procorda at the beginning of last year, I was the CISO at Smart DCC who are running the smart meter rollout in the UK and all of the data network that brings all of the, the smart meter readings over the air um, back to the central um, data repository. Um, prior to that, I was in consultancy for oh, a good 10, 15 years. And before that, started my career in, in startups and as a sales engineer. Um, so I've kind of come full circle back to back to my roots now, um, running a startup. Um, but hopefully this time round, I'm not just doing the sales engineering, and I, I actually managed to get something out of it myself at the end. Um, Great, so, yeah. thank you, thank you, Rob. So, Rob, we had a conversation before, and we were talking about you know your experiences when you first. Um, became a CISO and, uh, and and you cited quite a few challenges and uh, that I, I think is are going to be very common to a lot of the people that watch this podcast. Could you just perhaps just explain about what your experiences were and, and the challenges you had? Yeah, the first, I think the first thing that I really noticed, well, in fact, the first time I noticed issues wasn't when I was working as a CISO, it was when I was working as a, a consultant and a I was advising CISOs and I actually went from being an architect to being a consultant advising CISOs. And then I really focused on the CISO advisory as being where I wanted to be putting my efforts and my time because that's where all the interesting problems were for me as it becomes more strategic. Um, so that I think the first kind of manifestation of it was when I was managing my own teams as a consultant and you notice that you're getting huge amounts of data from these these teams, but it's it's all in it, it's all different. It's all other people's opinions because, particularly in the risk environment, you get you know people's judgments being made all the time, and then reporting that upwards becomes a challenge because you're taking multiple people's different um, different opinions and then turning them into effectively what is your opinion mm. and and actually you know maintaining the the story the thread of what's important through that is very difficult and you you lose data each time that you move up a level of of, of seniority through an organization um so by the time you've actually got up to the CISO level you're dealing with data from all over your security environment and that's not just risk data that's you know incident data it's vulnerability data it's threat data um it's coming from you know in the enterprise environments i've worked in that's been anywhere from 20 to 200 people mm. uh and and it is not just data that's coming from tools so it's not stuff that's just being churned out in reports for you it's it is pe what people are doing on a daily basis it's what people are thinking it's how they do their job and it's very difficult to capture all of that um so well, i mean what a lot of the first few um consultancy gigs i did directly for CISOs were going in and doing 
assessments of environment. So it started it started off as being risk assessments, but you, it, I think that there came a turning point for me, probably around the mid twenty tens that that area where risk was having less of an effect on on what people were reporting. People still use it. I mean, it it is a useful measure of how you're doing in a business or how the business is doing. Um, but the the problem with risk is that it gets turned back on the CISO. Uh, and I still see this today. I, I posted something earlier and somebody made a comment about how he was being asked to accept risk. Um, and I said, no, that's, that's the wrong way to do it. You don't ask mm. a CISO to accept risk. The CISO is there to, to report risk and mm. you tell the business how it should be managed and who owns it and when you're going to come back and check if that's been managed you don't accept it yourself and it actually it was a it was in 2015 16 that kind of area where i i joined an enterprise where they had a risk acceptance process mm, mm. and it drove me mad i you know i, I, I ripped it up and checked it out because you shouldn't have a process where you just accept risk it, it's everything should be very well managed um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but having having the ability to report on that across the business is not giving you any real leverage. What that's doing is saying this, you're reflecting the business back to the business by having risk management. And if you can do it in real time, and if you can do it properly, if you can do it uniformly, then you can hold a mirror up to the business and that's fine. That's good. But it is reactive what you really need to get ahead of that curve, and this is, you know, I, I, I discovered this over a 10, 15 year consulting career. Mm-hmm. Not, I, it wasn't just put in my face. What you need is something that shows how well you're performing. And again, that doesn't come with metrics from tools. You don't show someone, look, I've done 50 SOC tickets today. Sure. Um, it's, Overall, this is what my environment looks like. These are all the processes I run. This is how well I think they're doing today. And then I'll show you tomorrow how they're actually doing. (laughs) Going out and measuring all of that. Um, So by the time I'd kind of got to to grips with what I I knew you needed to be doing as a CISO, the kind of metrics you needed to be coming up with, uh, and even the strategies for implementing all of that, I took a CISO role and felt like I was fully, fully armed, fully prepared mm. to go. You did what you needed to do, yeah. I knew mm. exactly what I needed to do. I was, I was really confident going into my, my, CISO, my last CISO role particularly. Um, and I, I got into the role and I was suddenly, I mean, I'd, I'd had a previous CISO role where I reported into a global CISO. So it's more like a, what you call a BISO role these days. That didn't exist back then. But, right, yeah. Um, uh, you you don't realize how much you're protected when there's somebody else who actually understands you. Mm. When you're suddenly at the executive table reporting to a CEO who just wants to deliver, mm. you are suddenly being held accountable for security, um, you know, in totality, and you have to be able you you have to know everything about it to some degree. You have to know how to make things happen, what buttons to press. Um, what the current state is, mm. how fast it's moving, all, all of that kind of thing. And 
putting those processes in place is, I mean, it's doable. It's a job. It's it's one of the jobs that you have to do. Reporting on that whilst you're doing it starts to add another element of of pressure. Right. But then setting your strategy, delivering to that strategy, reporting on it, and then keeping that up to date continuously, it, it brings to mind the, the Wallace and Gromit where he's sitting on the front of the train laying tracks for himself all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. I've seen that in quite a few presentations from CISOs, yeah. actually. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it always feels like that. It's like, yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know, unless I know where I'm going to be tomorrow, I can't lay tracks to be three months down, down the line because I might right. be going in a different direction then. Yeah. So, and I, and I realized that I didn't have enough up-to-date data about what was going on. Um, and this was towards, I guess, the end of 2019. Yeah, it would have been around there where I was, um, I, I knew I was going to be coming to the end of my role. I was, I, I was in a contract role that just carried on, carried on. Um, and it had come to the point where I, I knew I was going to be leaving. Mm. Um, and I, I, I joined a WhatsApp group with a, a, a lot of other CISOs on it. And I was asking, look, I, I, I've been doing this for the last year and I've had to do it all manually. I, I've done all of the... You've got spreadsheets and Word documents all, and work. So. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Spreadsheets, PowerPoint, Visio, those were my three main tools. Right, um, right. Yeah, Word only happens when you've got a board paper to produce. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I'd, I'd been collecting data manually, so walking around with a spreadsheet, going to everybody in my team, everybody outside of the team that I needed to talk to, um, you know, all of the, the senior management in my team and outside and all of the exec and working out, you know, the business environment and then mm. where we sat and how to how to service the business with security. Mm. And, and it was exhausting. Um, so mm. I, was, I was coming towards the, the end of my time there and I, I asked around and said, look, I feel like if I'd been able to prepare for this a bit better that I would have put something in place um, beforehand what tools are other people using mm. and I got a, a re really resounding answer that there is nothing that does it um, and it was it was a quite a surprise to me because then the more I talked about it the more people were saying yeah well, if if you find anything let us know because we all want that as well. Mm -hmm.